Buried Treasure, a Dayton Pirate Podcast. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Do you guys want to, um, I'll let you guys introduce yourselves, but I will just say that um, you're probably going to be the first episode and we're excited to have our building leaders um, as the people that are kind of speaking for the Dayton School District today. So why don't you start, Dana, with who you are um, and then a little bit about your history here in Dayton and anything that before Dayton okay. as well. Um, I'm Dana Simons. I'm the elementary principal here. I um, grew up in McMinnville and um, went to Chemeketa and then Western to get my teaching credentials and started student teaching here and then got my um, first teaching job here and went from teaching uh, classroom level at the grade school to specialist for English language development to moving to the junior high and high school and doing English language language development, some reading and math courses for 6 through 12, then became a TOSA for student achievement, and then the vice principal at the grade school, and now principal. So you've so been in Dayton your whole My whole career. career, yes. And how many years has that been? Um, I started as an instructional assistant in 93. I got my teaching job in 96, so I am nearing the 30-year mark. Out of all those roles, what do you feel like was your favorite? And I don't. I know that you've got to love your job now, but mm-hmm. um, what do you look upon most fondly of all the roles previous? Well, any of the memories that stand out are always, always involve kids. Mm-hmm. Being in direct service, I think, at the 6 through 12 level uh, for English language development was um, pretty incredible partially because I had their the, some of the kids in elementary school and then got to follow them and their families yeah. in 6 through 12 and help them realize who they who they are, who they want to be mm-hmm. and see them cross that stage which is like the ultimate sure. we made it mo- moment. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Captain, what about you? Captain. Yeah. Wow. That's new. Um, I started off um, from a small town, Rogue River, um, went to high school there, and in southern Oregon, um, ended up going to OSU, go Beavs, and um, did my did my undergrad there. Um, towards the end of my undergrad, I was focused on my undergrad in psychology um, and minor in social, and so I started working at the Children's Farm Home there in Corvallis, a mm-hmm. uh, residential treatment center, um, for, um, pretty high needs youth straight out of the, um, mental hospital or straight out of the home, um, and I realized, kind of worked my way up there, I was a night supervisor, um, and realized I really liked, um, when the kids were having good days, um, so I started looking education route, um, got my degree in counseling, um, and went into start out at Gaston, a school counselor. Loved it. Tons of fond memories. Um, very similar, I think, to administrative work without the pressure. Yeah. Um, so when you're asking Dana about <laughs> about that, I was like, I think the counseling gig because yeah. you get to sure. support people, teachers, mm-hmm. students, families. Um, you get to do all that support piece without um, as much stress mm-hmm. or pressure yeah. um, or any of you know where you have to be. Um, seen as the bad guy yeah. um, type sure. deal. Um, 
And so went uh, from there, ended up getting hired on, had a cool opportunity with Oregon Gear Up because I was looking at going more to the secondary level or post-secondary level at, uh, I thought maybe college counseling. I'm just kind of looking at options um, and Oregon Gear Up was uh, providing college and career readiness programs in schools. So I served 15 districts throughout the state of Oregon. Loved it, realized mm -hmm. the college realm was not what I wanted because when I'd go to graduations and different scholarship um, ceremonies, things like that, um, I didn't know the students yeah. walking across. Yeah. So I, I helped you know, make that impact, but I didn't, didn't know who was walking across that stage mm -hmm. on that personal level. That really drove me, um, had throughout my work with the districts, people, you know, kept in my ear about, hey, you need to get an admin work, we'll hire um, And so ended up getting hired on out uh, at Taft um, in Lincoln County School mm -hmm. District. Um, I went and got my admin license and got hired on um, as a VP. I uh, was out there for uh, two years, mm -hmm. and then uh, the principal spot at Toledo opened up. Great fit for that. Mm -hmm. So um, threw my name in, got hired out there, uh, was out there. Um, we were rolling. It was awesome. Then COVID hit, and yeah. so it was like, um, you know, and shifting gears. And Miley was years. out there, right? She was at Taft. She was at Taft. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Yep. And were you living in the valley when you were working over there? At Taft, yeah. I yeah. commuted for three year, or two years, and then. Mm -hmm. um, yep. That just sounds like a long commute. It was, but I wasn't. We weren't coasties, and so, <laughs> so yeah. our goal was never to live on the coast. Um, yeah. We loved being in the valley. Um, Loved to work over there, so mm -hmm. uh, made the trek over mm -hmm. to bypass. And then, um, yep, Toledo was perfect little spot, but again, uh, living-wise, um, didn't make sense. We wanted to, that was mine. I, I'd always say I love love my job, but I hate my life out here. Like, <laughs> it was like, you know, 50s. And if we had That's moved, originally we were going to move to, to, like, Corvallis area, and I would commute in yeah. um, when Maddie was working at uh, OSU, but then... Um, she got hired on a Taft, um, so I told Nick Lupo, the principal out there, that I said, "You ruined all my hopes and dreams of <laughs> being <laughs> uh, commuting because, um, you know, uh, awesome out there." And then got the opportunity to come serve in Dayton. Um, this is perfect. Mm -hmm. um, so plan to be here uh, for the long haul. This is home now. Um, I think I answered that. Yeah. 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 And speaking of Dayton, you guys have been asked this question a lot. <laughs> Uh, but not everyone uh, has heard your answer. So what is Dayton known for? And you've got the perspective of someone, Dana, who's been here your whole career, and Richard's got the fresh eyes of someone who's been here uh, going into his second year now. So what's Dayton known for? And then, um, and then what are you known for? Or to the people who don't know you yet, um, what do you want to be known for? Dayton's known for its strong community. Um, they, our families, our community show up. They're they're there, whether it is a um, classroom party, a winter program, a Friday night football game. Our community shows up. You can count on them to be supportive and tell you what they think. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that can get a little uncomfortable um, because they are passionate right. and our community wants the best for their kids. And if they believe it's something different, they will tell you. Right. Um, and if they are on your side, they will tell you, um, which is great because you can count on that. Sure. And, I mean, 
that's really the secret sauce of mm-hmm. raising good humans, right? Is exactly. It's not can't be done just by parents or just by mm-hmm. the school system, but it's got to yeah. be the this the is a this is a community, and the size allows you to say, "Oh, I saw you down at the park on <laughs> yeah. the other day," yeah. or "You were out hanging out with so and so," or. Um, you know, you just, you have that ability to be more engaged in their, in, in everyone's life. Again, that can be a great thing. And sometimes it can be a little overwhelming, but they're here and, and they show up for us. They've given us years of support financially with bonds mm-hmm. that, um, I, I think I'm going to go out on a limb here cause I really don't know, but I would imagine we're one of the few communities who has passed all but one or two bonds That's what we've I've ever heard gone co- for. Coming into this role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what am I known for? Probably depends on who you're talking to. I want to be known as a con- a considerate, kind, mm-hmm. equitable leader who does well under pressure, but also does well planning so that we're not all under pressure. Right. Right. Um, I probably the people here that, um, work here know that I sing, I, she has well and told herself. I I have, she's good. I've, I've been involved in, you know, plays and drama and I was um I was not an athlete that doesn't surprise anyone who knows me either (laughs) um but I was in the competition choir um Twilighters at Mm -hmm. McMinnville um and so I'm and I'm a pretty creative person um my interests and fun all revolve around creating colorful things and um, cakes and things like that. Fun. So. I don't. I actually don't know that I knew the latter that you just said about yourself. So that's that's pretty uh, exciting. It's intriguing because <laughs> on one hand you're like this very steady presence, mm-hmm. right? Like just even, and you provide the calm in any room, even when it gets mm-hmm. heated. I've recognized that about you so far. And on the other hand, you've got this really colorful, vibrant. Mm-hmm side of yourself that's a pretty cool balance yeah, yeah the I'm, theatrical side mm-hmm. yes but i'm not the energy i don't bring the energy i am we will all we'll just all accept that right see, now see that will bring that for you yes <laughs> yeah what'd you say yesterday you were the hype man yeah always hyped. i'm always hyped up yeah i think so yeah. So what about you? Except when it comes to podcasts. No, Dayton definitely, Dana nailed it. I mean, she's been here. Um, you can see right off the start just the passion um, that families have. They're known known for just being a strong community, um, really known for their traditions, um, being competitive, and a place that uh, they want, that serves students for generations. I mean, you see a lot of parents, they want to send their kids to Dayton and they want their kids to have um, that positive um, experience and all of them like Dana talked about just that passion of wanting the best for their kids um, which is huge um, and being willing to um, be involved in order to make that happen yeah. um, and to reach out and have those discussions and um, you know come to us and say hey can you fix this mm-hmm. um, love having those meetings with parents uh, as far as what I'm known for, uh, I think it's, you know, 
Um, there's that passion, excitement. I like to have fun um, out and about with the students. Um, I feel like I'm supportive for, for staff. I'm a big advocate of our staff um, and creating a positive culture overall. And then um, part of that includes that accountability for students and staff. Students need to know uh, what the expectations are um, for us all to grow and move forward. Um, and can you talk, tell me a little bit, because now I'm intrigued, because you, I didn't realize you worked at the farm home. Mm -hmm. in, and you also have this presence of like high expectations and accountability for students. Um, I imagine you had to have a lot of empathy and grace you know, having in some, a lot of your previous roles and also as principal now you have to have that firm line mm -hmm. and the accountability piece. How do you Blend balance the two. And that's always that's role. always a balance. And I think part of that is the relationship piece. And mm -hmm. so um, people know, um, you know, my heart's in it for students. Mm -hmm. And that's where I meet parents at is like, hey, I know you're upset about this, um, but this was the student's behavior. Mm -hmm. um, and here's the, you know, consequence right. based on that. Um, based on our policies um, or the safety of our school, um, things around that. And overall, um, it's, you know, when they come back, it's the mm -hmm. reentry type meeting, having those, you know, are we good? Um, you know, fixing that relationship, sure. restoring that, um, that peace within our school. Sure. Um, and I think that's, that's always the, the hard part to navigate uh, when you wear that hat is because a lot of times you are seen as, yeah. you know, the bad guy but when you break it down it's like yeah. you know if we're just um, laying out the expectations yeah. we teach students what we expect um, and then we hold them accountable mm -hmm. and it helped me when I it. realized that accountability was really holding people to their greatness mm -hmm. like communicating a belief in them versus being the hammer that's mm -hmm. trying to you know, mm -hmm. show who's boss yeah. and no that's what I tell students it's not we're not out ever out to get you um, it's not about that it's yeah. we want to see you be successful yeah mm -hmm. um, so what are you known for or want to be known for? What I want to be known for, um, just a champion for our students and staff. Um, I want to really just provide um, the school that kids want to be at um, and teachers want to come teach at and parents are pumped and excited to send their kids. Um, I want to create those um, lifelong positive memories of school. You hear so many students that are like, oh, and the, but then you hear so many that um, you know, think back mm -hmm. of all the fun um, mm -hmm. things they did. Yeah. And I really like when we do, like, we'll do college tours, things like that. And I've had students, uh, you'll run into alumni, and they're like, man, that college is easy after my AP Lit class, like yeah. things like that. Mm -hmm. um, I love when we prepare our students for mm -hmm. that next, I mean, that's why we're in it, yeah. um, you know, ultimately, yeah. is to prepare them for those next steps, um, whether it's, you know, that they're employable straight out, and, or you know, going to electrical school, or yeah. if they're um, going off to college and are able to be mm -hmm. successful. I think that's something that struck me when we had our first conversation in Seaside was we were talking about preparing students for that you know graduation and after and who we wanted to be when they cross the stage. But you are also really convicted about the experience now as well, mm -hmm. and it's not all about prep, but it's about them thriving now and preparing them so they can thrive in the future. And I think. Those two are, I mean, kind of interdependent, I guess. Yeah, it's both. So, mm -hmm. no, that's a lot, like we talked about, just overall <clears throat> student engagement, like getting getting kids engaged and wanting to be there and, mm -hmm. and excited for learning. Um, and just in more thoughts and conversations in our meetings is just that, I think that ownership piece mm -hmm. um, where they're really owning their, their education. Their, um, so can you two talk a little bit to 
um, about what the hopes are or priorities are for this year because we've got some alignment in the district with those priorities and I think you two um, both were kind of on the same page going into the year uh, to begin with in terms of the need of our students in Dayton so what are your hopes for this year in terms of our focus and your individual focuses at both of your schools I'm gonna let you go first this time because right. after the last time I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, I oh, yeah. I'm all about student well, that's how engagement. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm students first. <laughs> Me too. Richard's like I can sing also. Yeah, I cannot sing. I do sing. The kids will attest to that. I sing. It's just not, not, I, not it's well. Like yeah. senior, no more Taylor Swift. Oh, there you go. Um, it has been a Taylor Swift summer. Um, <laughs> shameless shout out there. Uh, <laughs> priorities, our priorities this year, um, this attendance, um, student engagement, and um, creating a positive climate and culture um, around, you know, starting with getting staff pumped up. Um, and then that'll kind of feed into our students as well. Um, we hired some uh, rock star uh, teachers and um, also classified staff. So I'm very excited mm -hmm. for... You know, it's always hard losing people, especially people who have been here for the long haul and battled yeah. through it all. They they leave such a big gap, um, and the people we were able to hire on um, are gonna are gonna jump in. Um, they're excited, and so are we. So those are those are our main priorities. Uh, we have to have kids here. I mean, that's what it comes down to: have them here and wanting to learn, and engaged in that um, education, and. Um, like overall, my biggest philosophy, kind of uh, what I tell people um, in general, kind of what I filter everything through is kids deserve amazing. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of been um, go-to for myself uh, when, you know, students will bring things and they say, hey, can we offer this class? And I'm thinking, <clears throat> I'll offer this class. Um, but then looking at, you know, from their, from their lens, that's something that's important to them um, and wanting to provide that experience as long as it's also going to help yep. them grow for their yep. for their future, um, so my overall vision, um, I just want Dayton to be the school like the school people want to send their kids to. Yep. Um, I want our students to feel welcome, safe, um, and get the solid education mm -hmm. that they deserve. Um, I want students to look back, be grateful, thankful um, that they came here, and have those fond memories of all that they accomplished. Um, and then I love celebrating those accomplishments mm -hmm. along the way with them. Sure. And I, I think it's helpful to unpack, too, like what student engagement looks like and sounds like as we go through this journey this year. I think when I was an instructional coach, I was in hundreds of classrooms over the course of five years. And I think a handful of times the bell rang for dismissal and I heard students go, ah, like they didn't want to go mm -hmm. leave their class to go in the hall with their friends mm -hmm. or to go to lunch or to go to their next class, with which for, you know, at the time I was you know, elementary through high school age that I was observing. And I mean, that, that is a true art and talent as a teacher mm -hmm. to create a lesson, you know, that, and it wasn't because they were coloring or, yeah, it was because the learning was so exciting mm -hmm. or they're having so much fun mm -hmm. doing whatever they were doing that they didn't want to, mm -hmm. didn't want to leave. And I think a lot about how hard it is to be a teacher because that's mm -hmm. no small task, right? Mm -hmm. Seven and a half hours of the day trying to, enthrall You're people to that, that level yeah. Um, You're I, mean, I yeah I, I don't want to uh, underestimate or undersell how how big of an ask that is for teachers and you know I always think about like would I want to sit in the class I'm teaching am I excited to teach it or am I bored you know doing so and and that 
I wonder that even in staff meetings, our staff deserve the same level of engagement. Of, mm -hmm. Yeah, if I didn't have to be here, if there was no compulsory education, would I want to come anyway? Right. If you can create an environment like that, where people want to show up because they want to and not because they have to, I mean, that's a game changer for mm -hmm. a kid's education. Yep. But what about you, Dana? Um, yes, everything that Richard said. Um, <laughs> All right, next question. <laughs> yeah. Nice job, Dana. So... I, I also want this to be a place where kids want to come. Kids want to come to school. Mm. That, that they feel like they have, they belong here. They're valued for who they are. They are, um, that people know them and recognize their strengths. And are willing to help them with whatever comes next, whatever that next thing is. And I, I want staff to feel the same way. Right. I, I want them to know that their, their place here is crucial. Their partnership with, with the district, with their colleagues, with the families, with the students is crucial mm -hmm. in this process. And that they're valued for what they bring to the table that we're always going to move forward. There's always gonna, I, I, I'm that person that's like, we're, oh yeah, can always be better. There's yeah. always something that, that we can improve on. Myself, I don't believe I'm ever gonna arrive mm -hmm. at whatever, whatever that, that destination is. Mm -hmm. um, there's always gonna be something else there and, and I want, I want our students and our staff and our families to feel like we celebrate their successes as they move towards whatever that continuum is. And it, and it might be that week just getting to school on time. It might be um, multiplication. It might be something bigger with, you know, trying something that they haven't tried before, becoming a leader among the, the students, a leader among staff, and, and just keep growing so that we keep looking forward to what does, what does that successful student at Dayton School District look like? What does it look like to have, have done our job well? You just, you just ask the next, next question. <laughs> so, like, we're engaging students to what end? What do you feel like... Uh, kids these days, and that was the air quotes, uh, need most from their education, specifically, you know, their, our students in Dayton. Either of you. <laughs> you want to jump in? Go ahead. All right. For me, kids need, um, they need connections. They need those caring adults. They need um, to be able to come in and know they have their people um, and that this is, you know, their home away from home. Um, they also need those caring adults to hold high expectations um, of them and, and of their future um, and then be that advocate for them, help them get there. Um, I always talk about, you know, providing rigor with supports and so um, having rigor within um, our instruction but the supports to help uh, get students um, there. And then I just thought, I was thinking back on that question, like what I needed. I needed to be pushed academically mm -hmm. like yeah. came easy for me so I'm like I don't have to go to class I don't have you know mm -hmm. um, but the teachers who 
you know, had I had that relationship with that knew me that would call me out if I wasn't yeah. giving my all. Um, right. If, you know, I wasn't there the day prior, things like mm-hmm. that. Um, folks to really build that rapport, that relationship that they're comfortable enough that they're, they'll allow us to push them. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I think our students need. Yeah, we talk a lot about that necessary balance of high expectations and grace, or I like to say push hard, love hard. Mm -hmm. If you go too far in one direction, you're either, you know, enabling a student to not grow or you're suffocating a student to not grow. Like, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It's just Mm -hmm. one or the other. And so that in itself can be tricky for the adults, you know, in any organization to figure out. And in those situations that the empowering piece of that is when you're working with a team and you can even say, you're going to love them through this, yeah. but I'm going to push them. Right. Because sometimes you can't do both. A little good cop, bad cop. Exactly. And, and, and that's the benefit, you know, the two parents coming at something. But I think that's that I love that about our staff here is that we team up. I mean, even to a point of calling Richard and saying, okay, you know, this is what I'm dealing with. What, what are you doing for something like this? Or is it, is this something we can support this family through, Mm -hmm. um, K-12 and maximize this impact? And Mm -hmm. I'm really looking forward to that with really working more closely with Richard and the, um, the junior high high school staff to maximize our impact in connections mm-hmm. with our kids and families. Yeah. Well, that's the advantage of a small district is that you've got uh, staff that have been in both mm-hmm. buildings with the, or special ed or other mm-hmm. services that they can commute. They can follow those students all the way through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we really, it, it's hard not to because, you know, when the kids come back from the junior high and high school and they come down to visit the grade mm-hmm. school and, I mean, we had them. It's not like we're multiple elementary schools that right. they funneled into one sure. school. And so we that connection continues. And then mm-hmm. elementary teachers go to events up here or their kids are in events up here with those students. And so it just is a much more natural process to be mm-hmm. looking at our resources more for some things as K-12. We're a K-12 team. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. And then split when we need to be finite right. about what we're looking at. I feel like um, just by vir- virtue of having been in different schools and some that are more successful than others, the one common denominator of every school that I've seen that is successful for kids, they find ways to talk about and know each and every student as an individual. So even whether it's a giant school of 2,000, mm-hmm. And you're, the ones that are successful are not the ones that just rely on systems. You know, like, here's our systems for attendance. Here's our systems for behavior. Here's our systems for getting kids to college. And then you just kind of get the kids on the conveyor belt, and then whoever gets dumped out at the end of that conveyor belt, you know what I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. is successful or not. The ones that are work are the ones where there's adults standing on both sides of that conveyor belt and talking about every single student as they progress through their school experience and they've created, you know, a means by which they can have those discussions uh, that are more personalized and more individualized 
about kids and it seems to me in a district like Dayton that's much more doable even because like you said Mm -hmm. you are following the same group of kids K-12 just one school uh, for elementary middle Mm -hmm. and high in each of those areas that that's that seems it doesn't seem like a overwhelming ask um, you know of the school district to be really following each of the kids as individuals on their journey I guess. Richard mentioned why he jumped into education, and I was going to go all the way back because that's where my mind is going to already. Okay. Dana, what brought you into education? Um, I'm, I'm guessing it was that my mom did daycare, and she happened to do daycare for teachers. Oh. And um, some the teachers were... One was my second-grade teacher, and so I got to interact with them before school, during school, after school. And I was the poster child of let's play school at home. Let's all the, you know, I, I, we had a chalkboard, we had everything and, and the kids, um, did that. So I always had kids around me and I just naturally went into that. Like, I don't, I don't even, well, except for a short stint when I was about six, I thought about being a truck driver <laughs> and, a, and an auto mechanic. Um, pretty, those didn't last very long. Those were just fancies. Um, but the, the idea of being a teacher never really wavered. It was always my, my goal. And n- <laughs> not until probably year 12 or 15 did I ever think of going into administration um because crossing to the dark side is yeah that's a big deal (laughs) when you're when you're a teacher um but I definitely liked everything about the idea of being a teacher Mm -hmm. to begin with helping people learn what are the hardest parts of your jobs um, how many decisions we have to make on the spot or where it feels like it's, yeah. you know, we have mm-hmm. to make it right there and having to learn like, Hey, let's process this first. Mm-hmm. Let's talk first. So, um, I think that's very difficult. And then I'm my own biggest critic. Mm-hmm. So when, you know, when I see something go, go wrong or, you know, if, you know, it gets to a point where we have to expel a student or something like that is re-looking at, like, okay, where did I go wrong, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Where could we have done something, you know, mm-hmm. different before we got to that point? Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that's, those are my biggest struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, mm-hmm. if we have a teacher that leaves, it's like, okay, thinking back, okay, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I take a lot of ownership on that right um it might not show all the time right. uh, but it definitely mm-hmm. is you know keeps you up at keeps night, you up mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. what about you dana I, I agree with that the um the amount of decisions that you have to balance with how much time do i have to make this decision and often what i find is i have to make a decision that's what i believe with what I know right then is the best decision. And then you're never done with it because you put it back over here to say, now when I have time, mm-hmm. I want to go back through and look at, are there other mm-hmm. pieces of information I need to consider? Yeah. And in some ways that's freeing 
because you can say, well, we're going to go with this for right now and we'll come back around and revisit it because maybe that's not the end-all be-all discussion. Also, the hardest part for me is when students and staff aren't successful, that does speak Mm -hmm. to my abilities and my leadership and my support system. So if, if if a student's not being successful, what do I need to change? What, because in education, I, I truly believe our kids are first. And when our kids come in the classroom, we set up a system that is going to work for the majority, we hope. And when it's not working for some of those students, as the adult, we need to change. That's mm-hmm. our career. That's our profession. Right. Is to meet those students where they are. Mm-hmm. And, and that sounds great until you're trying to put it into practice and it's a lot it's a lot it's of a lot to, labor it yeah. is it's a yeah. lot to ask of any adult right to make changes to how they process information or react to information mm-hmm. or serve right based right. on the needs happening in the front of them sure. at the time well and, um, and teachers are humans too so exactly it, you can't always maintain this effortless calm you know, right, it, right. Working with some tricky, and humans. that's kind of a cyclical thing because then the same thing is true for my teachers. Yeah, yeah. I am their right. leader. I right. am their teacher. If my if my staff's not being successful, then there's some place mm-hmm. that I need to improve sure. or change, and it might be a system. Mm-hmm. It might be my own reaction, and I'm human too, mm-hmm. and it. That's that's a hard part. That's a hard part to balance because there's often a lot that's not going right. <laughs> it's a human profession. What part of your day would you say you spend engaged in emotional labor, meaning you're helping manage the vibe or the emotions or the feelings of a place or people in the place? It's nonstop. Yeah, yeah I think uh, so. Because we're, I mean, that's the business we're in, is working with people. Yeah. I and mean, that's what it all comes down to. Just like you talked about with yeah. the systems piece, yeah, we can put these systems in, but mm-hmm. um, it's about the people. I think I think that that's something, unless you work in the field of education, you don't understand sometimes the exhaustion a teacher or administrator feels at the end of the day, having had mm-hmm. to, you know, co-regulate mm-hmm. their emotions against and with mm-hmm. those that they serve. You're constantly taking the temperature mm-hmm. of whatever situation it is. You you know, when I stand in the hallway in the mornings and greet kids, you know, this one usually smiles at me and they don't smile today. And mm-hmm. I feel that I, I'm drawn to that. I need to connect with them, What see mm-hmm. what's going on. Same thing with the staff member. I happen to walk by and maybe they're how's it going isn't quite as cheerful as what it usually would be. Or I see a teacher and a student having a serious conversation and it, you know, it doesn't feel like it's resolving. It just seems to be continuing to be um, maybe antagonistic. I think we're always taking that temperature to figure out when do we step in, when do we not? How do we support? I don't think the other 
the other thing that maybe isn't like super transparent to those who aren't in education is the breadth of the skill set an administrator is expected to have. In some ways, it's almost unreasonable because you're supposed to be able to get up in thousands of people in assembly and command a crowd. Well, so, not in Dayton. <laughs> you know, yeah. Or, yeah. or yeah. graduation, but, yeah. people in the audience. Or, and you're supposed to be able to manage a budget. You're supposed to be able to lead professional development, supervise and evaluate staff, obviously, uh, manage the behavior of children, have uh, uh, communicate with your community. I mean, it's just, um, you're, you're especially in a small district, you're wearing every hat, right? Mm -hmm. So you're all the things. What what parts of the job do you feel like uh, your your natural skill set meshes really well with? And what it's I think it's important for people to see that even admin are constantly setting goals for themselves and where they want to learn and grow. And what where there's areas do you feel like you're going to push yourself moving forward? I think for me. Well, for one, just you listing off all that stuff, I feel my... <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, wait, Boss, I should have taken notes. What are you doing? But no, when you, when you step back from that, because even last year, my staff really helped me big time realize, because I'm coming in trying to you know do all the things and, and learn all the systems and the needs of the um, student staff and community. They said, hey, you're not on your own. Right. Like, mm -hmm. let us help you. And so just really stepping back and saying, because I always try to keep as much off. I know how, you know, tiresome it is being a teacher, how much uh, they put in. And so I try to keep as much off their plate as possible. But our staff, they're, they're all in it for kids. Mm -hmm. And so um, when they see a need, they're like, hey, let's do that. Yeah. Um, let's get a team together. Um, and so that's what really helps me, like, take a deep breath and say, hey, we got this, because we do as a team. Um, an administrator can't do everything. And then also letting them know, like, hey, and, and even being open with myself, like, I'm going to fail. Mm -hmm. Like, there's mm -hmm. things, even with parents, like, hey, mm -hmm. I'm going to fail at times, um, and let's fail forward, yeah. let's learn from it, mm -hmm. and let's work together to, to get through it. And so just in just having that recognition that it's not all on us mm -hmm. um, we're all in this for kids and one big team even with parents and community so would you say that your place that you were focusing on is allowing other people to help carry the load not feeling like you had to do it all yourself yeah and then um you know just continuing to learn um, about the community and the, the needs and not just needs but the wants like what are, what are the hopes and dreams mm -hmm. and then talking with students and and determining where that engagement falls, finding out, you know, what are those classes where yeah. they're eager to go, right. and how can we replicate yeah. that? Yeah. Um, you know, as far as growing, I just I grow daily. I grow mm -hmm. from everyone, from my own mistakes, and then also from um, people coming and pointing those out. Mm -hmm. I talked about I'm a big critic of myself, and so just try to focus on the positive and how to make things right. We yeah. all make mistakes, and we're gonna make it right and learn from it. Yeah, that's good. What about you, yeah. Dana? I, I'm a, a pretty, like, flat leadership person, or I don't, I, I want my staff to, to feel like they can identify a need 
and come up with a plan and yeah when they want to Mm -hmm. but also to know that they're not expected Mm -hmm. to always be giving more right because it is such a taxing profession I want people to feel like yeah I can make that decision and I can I can talk about it and I can do it because I'm putting kids first. Mm-hmm. Like if we're putting kids first, then our decisions are always going to be fail forwards yeah. because might not have worked. But you might, can sleep at night. But you can sleep right. at night yeah. knowing what you did. And the hard part about that is also having, being all knowing at the same time, because as the administrator, it doesn't matter who did it. Mm-hmm. If if it didn't go well, yeah. it's me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm gonna need to answer those questions and support my staff. And so that balance between go right ahead. Yeah. Letting and, people run with things and right. putting your arms around what they're running with. Right. Yeah. And just kind of staying mm-hmm. in a little bit in the know mm-hmm. so that you always have their back yeah. because they're giving their all. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with kids, too. You know, like, positive intent with kids. Just, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Instead of saying, why aren't you in class? Or mm-hmm. why aren't you doing this? Or who gave you permission to be here? It's right. like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? So, and I think that's just a, it's a big, big load. And I often am dissatisfied with myself. On how I'm managing it. Gotcha. Like I should be yeah. doing more. I should know more about what this mm-hmm. is. I should know more about the ins and out of the new ELA cur- curriculum mm-hmm. sure. that we have. Yeah. But short of, I mean, I really just don't. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, but I know who does. Right. And I trust those people right. completely. Right. So trying to get the right people mm-hmm. in on the bus in the right team makes sense together mm-hmm. and doing doing what I ask my staff to do it's like ask for help ask mm-hmm. for grace ask for feedback even yeah. when it's hard yep yep so so do you guys have any other you know parting words that you want to share I'm just, I'm excited about this year. I'm excited to step up and step in um, with my staff Mm -hmm. and learn from them, learn from our kids and our families, figure out that road together. Like I want to have a good plan. I feel like we have a good plan set in place, but I also want to take into consideration other people's but what other people can bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm super excited as well. Um, it's nice coming in year two. So not having, you know, I consider it year zero. That first year you're figuring everything <laughs> out. And we had all new office staff, new mm-hmm. VPAD, new dean. Um, it was just a lot of new. Um, and so it'll be really nice having uh, that consistency. I even had, you know, student eighth graders Last year, um, I remember this one gal on the field during lunch that was like, hey, are you going to be our principal next year? And I'm like, yeah, unless he knows something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, she's like, I've had three principals oh the last God. three years. Yeah. Yeah. So just having, mm-hmm. you know, really wanting to mm-hmm. have that consistency, yeah. um, I think that's going to 
be night and day. Um, parents know what to expect out mm-hmm. of our out of our current team. Um, we do have new teachers, um, but aside from that, yeah. um, our, our you know, office staff they'll they'll recognize people sure. who come in and know what those expectations are. So I'm I'm excited to have that consistency and things that we already. Are doing better registration this year went smooth because mm-hmm. we had a registrar. Uh, <laughs> so all these things that, that you know, the right people when, in the right spots. Right people are there, um, yeah. and yeah, we're excited. Yeah. Team's pumped. Well, as a new superintendent, I couldn't be more confident in our building leaders. So, and I don't, I wouldn't say that out loud on a podcast if I was worried you guys <laughs> were the the best of the best. So I'm excited to work with you, and thanks for being yeah on the show. Good job. Yeah, first thanks one. Thanks for joining us.